Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. What is going on, the Isles Meetups Pod, Episode 9, and tonight we are joined by Isles Meetup New York City. We got Kristen, Will, and Cooper, or Coop. What, what, what are the kids calling you these days? Oop. Coop, Cooper, actually. I don't know why I put John as well. That just confuses people. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking maybe Mr. Ledecky was going to hop in and hang out with us. Cool. So I guess uh, let's just jump right into it. So, uh, you know, how are you guys feeling about this winning streak that the Islanders are on? I'm sure it's pretty uh, got you guys hooked at least. Yeah, definitely uh, excited uh, about the, the recent run. Yeah, for sure. And like, I can't even tell you how many games I went to in Carolina that did not go our way. So on Friday, having the Islanders show up and all these 
Hurricanes fans who act like they're the best fans in the NHL leaving with like 15 minutes left in the game. I was just like, this is what I've been waiting for for a couple of years. That was a pretty convincing win. I It was like, I mean, like the Rangers game was something like it was great. You know, it was like, I think they were like favorites in that game. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, it's like every time you get a win after that, it's like if at the Rangers just kind of feels like house money, right? It's like, well, we just got that big win. It's like, it's like everything else can be a letdown, but at least we got the one win. And then it's just, man, like they, I mean, it's, that was a, like when they won handily that way. I'm like, are the Islanders back? Like the Islanders might, might be back, man. It's great. I think they're definitely back. Yeah. Yeah. So consensus are, but they're back. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they're scoring a bunch of goals, which is like definitely surprising for some Islander fans. Like that's not really <laughs> their their style of game, or like the last couple of years, it hasn't been necessarily their style of game. To see them now putting up a bunch of goals is refreshing. Seeing some players get a little creative, and you know, even like Mayfield has three goals already. Like you love to see it. Mayfield's been Maybe. jumping in a lot to the play. Exactly. Yeah, we we make it. We all three of us we make it out, you know, separately to the games. We'll we'll take it take the train and get out to Belmont or, or drive or whatever. But but uh, I'll tell you what, like when you like the last couple times I've been, even like the San Jose game, like you, you kind of get like that offensive jump, and it, it's a really nice experience, like getting that at Belmont. Like you know, you kind of got that, you know, at the Coliseum. But um, and you know, obviously, like all due credit to Barry Trotz, and you're never going to hear any one of us bad- badmouth him. But but like. This style of play is like something else, and like to hear the the um, uh, to hear UBS kind of jump out, jump the way like it, it did back in the old barn. It, it had its moments, especially I was at the uh, uh, oh gosh, were there uh, the, the the Avalanche game? Gosh, it's a long week. Yeah. But yeah, remember, I, saw, remember that, I saw you was, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we were there. Yeah, no, uh, it was. I mean, that just, that was just like uh, one of those like nice outer body experiences you get it, which it also involves somebody who's sitting next to you, squeezing the life out of you and having it causing you to have an outer body experience. Cause it's so crazy. Yeah. I, I would, I would definitely say that that's the loudest it's been since opening the doors. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I was standing actually hate to admit this potentially about to leave the game about 14 minutes left in the third. Oh, wow. Are you a Hurricanes fan? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I won't go into the long story of it, but the short story is, so the Islanders got me and my dad to buy a weekend pack uh, for the season. And my dad and I were checking out where our seats were going to be. And he was kind of being cranky and, and I have to drive him to the games now. So, of course, they're down. He's like, I want to leave but we're standing by our new section in one twelve, And then all that happened. And we stood and my dad said, like, we're not moving. We're standing here the rest of the game. And I was not going to, I was not going to pull him away. That's I didn't want to ruin his experience. So do most of you guys drive to the games? Uh, um, it's, it, it's, I know. I'm excited for <laughs> the, the new train schedules to be because it's like I, it's been a little um, they've done some cancellations, but I'll tell you what, the the new uh, 
terminal that was the, the new station that they built and having both sides accessible, uh, westbound and eastbound. Um, I'm super excited for that. Uh, I, I live on the kind of like we, me and Coop, we both live in Queens, but like kind of uh, pretty close to Manhattan, uh, proper in Astoria. Um, so we have cars, but uh, you know, like honestly, like, um, that like kind of like railgate experience where you can kind of take the train in and again, like not really have to like, especially on a Saturday, you don't really have to like worry about like, you know, uh, you know, uh, not drinking too much or drinking too much or whatever. Not that we're, I'm, we're kind of past the point in our age where we're doing that too much. Heavily, uh, Speak for yourself. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's, it's, I guess it's nice that, that, that the new place has its options, you know, dra- driving if, you know, makes sense and it's sometimes it's convenient but like also like um doing the the reverse commute of like a a msg goer and like showing up at penn station but leaving there to go to a game is always kind of a weird uh weird thrill i suppose yeah um i've been taking the long island railroad to the game from the city i live upper east side so um take the subway to penn from penn there's two different options you can either go to almont ubs and there are shuttle buses and they'll take you to the arena or um depending on the time and stuff like that you can transfer jamaica to a train directly to belmont park so it's like literally right behind the arena and that's what i've been doing for games and it's been a t- for me it's been awesome because it's like i walk right into the arena walk right out into the arena and i see other fans and everything like that so it's like you're never commuting by yourself at the end of the night and stuff like that yeah and you know growing up as a, a met fan it, it seems like that's pretty similar like that that was kind of my experience of going to shea and going to city field like you know, you're hopping on the train, even on the Ronkonkoma line, and there's tons of other Met fans on the platform. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to UBS this December and taking the train from Ronkonkoma because now it's direct to the new station. Which Yeah, that's great. That's, yeah. like, ideal. Because I even remember when I first graduated college and I was drinking a few pops and I was like, you know what? Like, wouldn't it be awesome to take a train, like, to the Coliseum? And I don't know if you guys ever tried doing that, but it's awful. It's not a good experience. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting off at like Mineola and then like either taking a taxi from there or like a bus or like. Yeah. I, Uber I wasn't a take... thing back then. No, yeah. exactly. So, you know, we would take taxis from Mineola station to the Coliseum and then coming home. I remember sitting in that, I think it's called like a recovery room or something like that. Yep. Like that train station. Yeah. 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 And being stuck in there till like two or three in the morning waiting for the next train out to run Kagamon. It was just like, this is not convenient. And I should have just driven at this point. Like, this is awful. So I'm looking forward to the nice direct from. Ronkonk, the Ronkonkoma line to you. Yeah, and they just keep promoting how many trains they're going to have post, not even just Islander games, but events in general at UBS. So you're you're going to have options. Love that. So I definitely want to dive into more Isles Meetups New York City. But before I do that, I do want to tell everyone about our homies at Oyster Bay Brewing Company. You have a lot of great choices when it comes to great beer, and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. 
Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They are the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker no matter which meetup group you are a part of. The Tap Room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week with indoor and outdoor seating, so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in the country. And if you use coupon code THPN at checkout, you get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Perfect. So, like I said, I do want to hear all about kind of the origination of Isles Meetup NYC. So, I guess, you know, why did you all come together to decide to start a group in New York City? Um, how did you hear about Isles Meetups? Like, why did you think New York City needed a group? Um, well, I think you can talk about it. So I guess the like the origin of it, um, and I guess there's like a lot of personal backstory because like with any Islanders fan experience, it sort of is. But, you know, I, I moved to Brooklyn in 2016 um, and there was a fourth member of this group named Clint, uh, who was also living in Brooklyn at the time. Uh, me, Coop and, and Clint, we kind of all knew each other vaguely for, through work. And I've met Kristen through um, some other close friends uh, of ours, but um, and also obviously we just you know who doesn't know Kristen from from Islanders Twitter lore, <laughs> um, but but being uh, so at any rate, me and Clint were and, and Coop we, and Kristen we were kind of all would hang out at offside, and me and Coop I mean, and me and Clint especially like because we were roommates for a bit while for a bit we actually. Uh, uh, went to offside a, a, a fair bit and kind of like as you we were sitting there you're we we kind of looking at all the stuff going on with meetups and and like we're thinking about you know like some days you know you get you know a really nice crowd on a Friday night um, for an Islanders game but sometimes you know it's just sort of scattered and it's sort of socially awkward to kind of like you know even at offside um, like to kind of like congregate especially like if you're the only one sitting there watching a game and it's a 10 o'clock game or um, or it's like a West Coast game or or really just even just trying to create sort of a network around the people that are there. It's just so it's a little bit more of like a welcome thing amongst the people that are there and kind of like kind of create some sort of communal effect of that um, and to give it sort of like a, a, a breadth to do itself. Because, um, I mean, even offside too, like they had like, you know, they were also like hosting meetup groups for, you know, uh, other like soccer teams and things like that. So it wasn't really like, at, you know, out of, out of the ordinary to do something like that. So we kind of like, started cooking that up and um, you know, Kristen and, and Coop were kind of like the first people we went to. Cause like Kristen has like such this great online presence. It's like this really like uh, I'm going to, I'm going to gush over here with a little social butterfly. Uh, honestly, like one of the best, like uh, <laughs> positive in, uh, um, influences in, in this, in the uh, aisles, Twitter uh, uh, fanscape and even just uh, you know, like on the concourse at UBS and Coop is honestly just like an incredible 
just incredible in terms of like getting things together, like kind of rallying things up. Uh, he's really helpful for us. And, and honestly, it's also just really like the, the biggest, probably the, the best energy as far as the group is concerned. And, um, you know, I think also now it's kind of like been helpful for us because, you know, now we're kind of in this sort of post and pre offside world where we've kind of been able to keep things going, especially during the playoff games uh, a couple of years ago. And even past that where, you know, we're kind of having to, you know, get some of those people back from, you know, who are, um, whether they were offside regulars or just people who are still kind of in Manhattan or kind of somewhere in the, the outer boroughs, even in Jersey uh, city where it's fairly close to the city and trying to get all those people back together without a central hub. Uh, and that's kind of been our big focus um, of late. Yeah. And I, I think what you mentioned is, is so important. Like, I know the Islanders have like their bar network and that's great and all, but if you show up and you, you're not like sure who to look for, or you're like, all right, I'm going to this event. Like, do I just sit at the bar? Like it, it, it is a little confusing. So having the group in New York city, even though you guys were predominantly doing your meetups, at least when, when they were open at offside still is putting a face, putting a name to the group of people that are getting together there. And, and that's really what this is all about is like the, the connections that you're making with other Islander fans. And, you know, the, the bar is the, the home base, but it, it's really the people that, and it, the people can move around and they can kind of follow each other. And it, it's just, uh, it's, it's awesome that New York city has a group, even though, as we know, um, most people don't associate New York city with the New York Islanders. So I guess in your experience living out there, do, do you f- like see people walking around with Islander hats on now, or is it still, you know, are you feeling like it's, it's Ranger country still? Um, I see people all the time with Islanders gear now, Upper East Same. Side. Um, usually on the weekends when I run errands, I'll wear like my fisherman hat and people I know this sounds crazy, but people will start conversation with you about it and stuff like that. So there are a lot more Islanders fans now than there were, or maybe like we just didn't find them before. So, um, but yeah, no, I definitely think so. I yesterday was in the city for work. I had to go from one office to another. I was wearing, I was wearing just an Islanders uh, like half zip up and it just had a small Islanders logo on it. Two people are like, let's go Islanders. That midtown Manhattan, like going from the east side to the west side. So, and, uh, you know, might be, Will and I live in a story, but on separate opposite sides. I see people walking around uh, my part of the neighborhood all the time in Islanders gear. Like it's, you know, it's still New York City. It's still rain. It is, you know, rage, but it, there's definitely been somewhat of a shift to me at least. Okay. And, and will you 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 feel the same like you you're running into Islander fans all the time? Yeah, man. And it's like you know sometimes it depends on the time of day too. Like you know, like I'm coming into Manhattan to work a lot, so it's like you get people who are taking the train in to go to work from the island, and they're you know, you know, your people that are your hard hats coming in, your your you know, uh, even your white collar employee, you know, people who are coming in. And, you know, they'll, they'll certainly shout you out or they'll be wearing their, their hats on the way home once they get there. But, but honestly, like, especially even the last couple of years, it's like, you know, I think what we've really focused on a lot is like knowing that, 
just like anywhere else is like there's a lot of long island transplants that kind of you know end up really everywhere in the country in the world right so i think the city is definitely uh a place too where it's like i think you know for us like i, I you know i don't want to speak for Kuba, but, but i i and kristen but like you know i kind of like the tri-state area i like being with you know near the friends like kind of mixed between the friends i went to college with and the friends i grew up with and 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 obviously so you know so selfishly the sports teams i follow with the met to the the islanders but um you know so like uh you know kind of the city does have a lot of transplants and a lot of people that were really like you know sort of uh you know have the same feeling where it's like they're islanders fans but it's really just awkward to kind of walk around so when you see another islanders fan in the city it's like kind of like this explosion of like holy crap it's another look at that <laughs> look at him go look at him like he's just like me look at that yeah it's and it's like it's awesome so so every every time you know like you know if i see somebody with a, a mets hat or a knicks hat on i'm like i'm like okay it's like i see another like, you see him a lot but it's like when i see an island i always like high five or just like give him a lick right. to it's because you, you know they to. You know, you when you see them wearing that Islanders gear, you know they've been through some stuff too. Yeah. Well, how do you think I felt when one day I was walking down the hall of a, my, the school that I teach at in North Carolina, and a student that was like two grades younger than the one that I teach was wearing a Matt Barzell shirt? Oh, like, you understand so cool. that I scared the crap out of that kid. I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> And he had like no, because he was in like second grade at the time, and he was just like, "Who is this guy? Like, what is he doing?" And it was the best moment ever. And obviously, they're just a family that moved from Long Island to North Carolina, but it was still unbelievable. And honestly, I see that a lot, especially when I lived in like the city of Charlotte. I would just be, you know, walking along the rail trail. And I would see people in Islander stuff all the time. And people would shout at me, like, went across the rails, like, let's go Islanders. And, like, it was just the coolest thing to see because I'm 12 hours away. And it was just awesome. It, it's crazy how many Islander fans are in North Carolina. It's wild. But I do want to definitely uh, just hear about some of those memorable Isles Meetup NYC stories and – um, some of your own personal stories as being a New York Islander fans. But before we jump into that, I do want to tell everyone about our homies at Dynasty Hockey Co., where you can pick up this sweet Isles Mis- Misfit shirt, which is just super comfy comfy and soft, and it's so dope. So let's listen to it. Launched in 2020, Dynasty Hockey Co. captures the unique history, the colorful personalities, and the enduring excitement of the New York Islanders. Drawing on inspiration from the worlds of music, film, and art, and applying it to hockey culture, the apparel created by Dynasty Hockey Co. is uniquely its own. It was created exclusively for lifelong Islander fans by lifelong Islander fans. So head over to dynastyhockey.co and use promo code THPN for $3 off of any t-shirt. That's dynastyhockey.co using promo code THPN for $3 off any t-shirt. Cool. So, like I said, I, I do want to hear about some of your memorable Isles Meetup NYC moments because, you know, the first couple of years that you guys were doing the group, 
offside was still around. The team was in the playoffs going on some crazy runs. So I do want to hear kind of your highlights. Um, John, we know first. Um, my favorite, I think you both know what it's going to be. It's, um, was Ra- Radar's farewell onto like his next training party that we got. Um, we got them to approve to have Radar there before he went off to his next training, his formal training, and then before he was adopted by Anastasia and stuff. And I just thought that was a really cool event. I remember that day there was kind of like a snowstorm and we didn't know how many people were gonna come or not. And then Coop was like running around trying to find a cookie or a cake for him. And like all the places were closed because of the snowstorm, (laughs) but he came through and found it. and. I just thought it was like, it was just like a very fun event for me to be at that. So So how did Radar hear about this? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We like, I remember it was like, we kind of with Clint too, like decided like, like that idea. And then we kind of like contacted um, his handler and like, then he went through like the guide dog like foundation and stuff like that. Um, and also Nick at Offside did a lot of the legwork for that as well, right now, so. Cool. And and what about you, Will? Is it the same moment or a different one? Um, I think as far as a moment is uh, with the meetup, and I guess it was sort of like a pseudo meetup day, but um, it's it's sort of like meetup adjacent is when we, we were kind of starting to push for um, in the playoffs of, 2020 when they were in the bubble and we started uh, offside was doing their um, outdoor seating. And we had kind of been given the word uh, like by Nick, he kind of pulled us aside and he was just like, you know, this is it for the bar. Like we're going to close. Um, and uh, you know, we're just going to keep it open as long as the playoffs go. So it just kind of like took all of the uh, excitement and anxiety about uh, following your team in a playoff run and just amped it by 10. Cause suddenly it's like, I'm just like, it's like, this is like, as soon as this is over, like, this is it for this place and the people and all the people I see. And, and, um, but any who, uh, the game, so game five of, uh, that series against the lightning with, there was an Eberly who scored in double overtime and Oh my gosh, like there's, uh, Nick shows it to me sometimes when I see him, it's like, he has the security footage of like the, the post, uh, that when they, when the goal was scored and just like, we're all just like, standing outside just like on the on the sidewalk uh like we're not like completely breaking the rules because we were supposed to be seated in our outdoor seating but it was like we're just like nobody could sit it was just like everybody was just kind of like standing just standing around just like waiting for something to happen and oh my gosh like it was just like this explosion of energy and it's just like at that point it's just you know kind of seeing faces i know from the coliseum people took the train out from long island that i remember people uh, people who I saw around the city, obviously regulars at the bar, and it's just like this crazy, uh, crazy excitement. And it's like it's also just kind of like that moment. I think was kind of also enough, like all the fuel that I ever need to like kind of keep the the I, the NYC meetup groups flame going for sure. And it's cool because a, a few other groups, you know, had to kind of get creative too, where they were having meetups because you know it was still kind of in the heart of COVID, and here in Charlotte. <laughs> We just took over this whole courtyard in like uptown Charlotte where there's other bars, there's other restaurants. And for that, definitely for game seven, 
the other bars and restaurants probably hated us because no one can come through that alleyway because it was just so many Islander fans. Yeah. And it was just an unbelievable scene. Like I, it still doesn't feel real that we did that, but it, it was kind of just us adapting and the bar put TVs outside for us, like actually mounted TVs out there for us. And That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was awesome. And it, it unfortunately, like, I don't know if, the bar would ever let us do that again <laughs> just, <laughs> just because they probably got like some nasty letters from the other businesses around there. But I think it was just like, all right, yeah, we get it. It's because of COVID like we'll let this slide. So like if we go on a crazy long run like that again, I, I can't imagine them letting us do that. But Coop, I guess uh, last but not least, what, what is like a moment well, that stands out for you? Will stole mine, but honestly, he, he told it so much better than I would have um, for that one. And I mean, a few come to mind, but uh, like one, for example, being when offside, we, we were going to have a meet up there for one of the playoff games in that Penguin series. But then they had plumbing issues. So we had to go to that other bar. Forget the name of that bar. But like Nick, like called like he used to work with that bar and like, like called them up the and like. Yeah, it was off the wagon, and, like, he sent everyone there, and they took care of us, but it was, like, this is weird. It's not offside, but we're still going to have a good time, like, offside. Um, but, like, Nick was like, no, like, I want everyone to go have fun. But that was that's one. The one that I remember, and I don't remember if either of you were at offside for this, um, but we had visitors from England and from Canada, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. forget their names. I mean, they could possibly be listening to this right now. um they could be the ones that started the uk meetup but they were like wearing islander jerseys you know we were there to watch a game there's maybe five or six of us but like we just went up like hey like no nice to meet you like you know what's going where are you from and you hear british accents in islander jerseys like what is going on here (laughs) um i wish i remembered their names i'm probably friends with them on twitter or something so i mean if you're hearing this you want to say hi but that was a really cool experience because again to what you say mikey just like connecting people especially how you know the islanders community has grown so much in the last few years it it was just like it, it was one of the coolest things and just like we had a great time i'm pretty sure they won that night too so that also helped that's yeah, awesome. uh, shout out to I think Greg was uh, he was from right, uh, yeah originally from Ottawa, but he lives in uh, Prince Edward Island. Uh, I think he said he was the mayor too at some point. Oh like... yes, yes he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, incredible, incredible character. Uh, but yeah, that was a good that was a good night there for sure. That was like one of our meetup group nights too. That was something. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> That's and, a, and that was the beauty of offside. It's and it just I guess the city too is like you can hold an event, but sometimes you're gonna get your your NYC regulars, and then sometimes you're gonna get whoever's in town wants to go to offside or meet up or and it's Big Islanders fans, so you never know. And I, I know everyone has mixed feelings about Barclays, but it was pretty convenient from offside to get to Barclays. Uh, I like, yeah, I mean yeah, you'll there's a wide spectrum of opinion. Um, but from working in Midtown Manhattan, but getting on a subway and having a rail gate and having some road sodas, that was, that was a nice time. Yeah. Terrible, terrible place to watch hockey, but a nice time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it it was. So like I said, before we started recording, I only went to offside one time 
and we went there pregame. So it's like such a weird thing, like because you would have to find places to go before Barclays rather than tailgating, obviously. Yeah. So like the bars that were right by Barclays were just a zoo. So no one really wanted to go there after like year one. So then they started finding other kind of hidden gems and offside, even though ne- like it was in Manhattan and it doesn't necessarily make sense that it was easy to go from there to Brooklyn, but it really was a direct shot on yeah. the subway. Yeah. And that's what we did. We, uh, we got to offside super early. I think they weren't even open yet. And Nick opened the doors for us and we hung out there all day and, it was just so random because, yeah, there was maybe eight to ten Islander fans in there doing the same thing that weren't part of the group that we had there. And then all of a sudden, John Ledecky just walked in by himself, like literally by himself. No entourage. Nothing. Yeah, we he's you'd be surprised how much he was at offside. <laughs> he he would but show I think up. That was his first time. That was his yeah. first time ever. Going oh, that was there his that first day. time. OK, yeah. Cause I remember him sitting down with Nick and like meeting Nick for the first time that day. And it was just so bizarre that he just walked in by himself and he just had his limo service or whatever, waiting out front and then just hung out with us for about an hour. He literally went to every group that was in there and talked with them a couple of minutes, took pictures and all that. And then hopped back in his limo and just went back to, I guess, Barclays because that's where he, the game was that night. Yeah, he he has a reputation to like pop and he's like, hey, look, I'm here. I'm gonna hang out. I want to do it. So, but it's it's. I mean, that's a great reputation to have as a as an owner of a team. He would show up at like uh, I, I would go through like. So when I was living it, I was living in Brooklyn at the time for like three of those like uh, Barclays years, and it, I'm not gonna lie, it was there was a. There's like a little bit of nostalgia just for like the convenience of it and like kind of like the moment in time it was. Um, I'm glad it's over, uh, just the same. But um, it, it, uh, there was like a West Coast game. I think it was like Vancouver, and like we were like I was there with Clint. Uh, I think a couple other people. I, I you know Islanders lore, uh, Islanders Twitter lore again. People like that were there, and like John Ledecky just shows up ten o'clock. And just like stays for the entire game, and like he would just like just like randomly show up. Like um, I, I hope, uh, and he even showed up during uh, COVID too. Like during like while they had the outdoors, he was at one of the like games that. you were at there. Yeah, yeah, he was doing a lot of uh, like uh, fist bumps, but like from three feet away and doing all that stuff. Uh, so you know, that, passing, that's passing always out, like, passing out swag. So <laughs> you never know what you're gonna see. You know, where he's gonna show up. Yeah, it because it, it could have gone the other way. Like he could have walked in because, like I said, it was maybe noon by this point when he walked in, and he could have possibly walked in and been the only Islander fan at like in the bar at that time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, like luckily he there were some other Islander had, fans in there doing he had the scouts. Thing. <laughs> yeah, he mu- like he must have. I don't. I don't know because that would have been awkward. Like him walking in, and like oh wait, I thought this was the Islander brothers. No Islander fans here, <laughs> but. There were so it's just funny how involved he is, and it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, offside. I mean, I think even still to this day, offside had a reputation, and I mean, I feel like he had a, like a certain chance that he was going to run into Islanders fans there. Like there is a good probability. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So I I definitely want to now hear about some of your 
just memorable moments being an Islander fan. Um, but before I do that, I do want to tell everyone about DraftKings. So ho- hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So let's just jump right into it. Um, I know all three of you are not like NYC, like that's not your home base. Like that's where you live now, but you guys have, you didn't grow up in New York city. So I'm assuming all of us lived on long Island at some point. So I guess, tell us about your upbringing as an Islander fan on long Island. So I guess we could start with Kristen. Okay. Um, so I basically didn't really have a choice on whether or not I was going to be a hockey fan since I was a little kid. Um, so I just kind of leaned into it. Um, and I've been going to games since I was a little kid, um, with my family and whatnot. Um, and I guess probably I have probably three favorite memories. Um, the first that I thought was the craziest at a game was when they had a Santa parade on ice versus the Flyers. If anyone watching knows this, like was there or saw it on TV or whatever. They know what I'm talking about. It was just absolute insanity. I was a lot younger than I am now. Um, The second memory, which Will and Coop know about, is somehow my family, we won a contest to travel with the team. So my brother, I, and two of our friends got to travel on the plane with the team to Pittsburgh. And that was just a really cool experience, probably once in a lifetime. I really don't like beating the players or anything like that. Um, at this point, I'm too old, but like, um, I was like, who gets to say that they got to do that? And it was just like, I do. But then also my most me- recent best memory was I got last year to take my niece to her first hockey game. And it was such an experience. Like she got to be on the Jumbotron before the game when they count down from like 10 to zero with Rhea, the um, the arena hostess and stuff like that. And they just really made her feel so special and stuff like that. So that for me was just a great um, memory for me. So I want to just dive into that whole like traveling with the the team, because like you said, not many other fans have that experience. So what year was that? Just like, so we can kind of figure out what kind of team was on that plane with you. This was like 2010. So, Martin and Tavares were like rookies um, and like Oposo, Franz Nielsen, um, Doug Wheat was a player and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if they've ever done that ever again. But... I feel like that's like a, a huge liability. <laughs> like who knows what could happen on that plane. It was such a cool, like it was such a cool experience. Everyone was so kind and everything like that. Um, it was actually during a snowstorm, so we got to stay like an extra night there. Um, but it was just 
it was such a crazy experience and like I forgot about it for a second and then we were we met to talk about like the season and our meetups and stuff like that and I was like oh wait yeah this is what happened but that was yeah <laughs> That's and wild. I sent pictures. I could send pictures later for people to see. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. That's we cool. we we had a lot of questions too when Kristen told us that story. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Like, huh? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, Will, I guess same question. So, um, kind of, what was your upbringing as an Islander fan? Like, was it from pretty much day one, and what what got you hooked? Uh, I think it was a similar story. I think you had the guy from Buffalo who was on. He was kind of like saying how he was primarily a Mets fan and kind of like latched on the Islanders as a like a as an echo kind of effect. And I think for me, like I, I you know, I know Coop and Chris, and they're kind of like we're definitely like born into this uh, this mess. But for me, like I actually grew up in like not a, a hockey family. I grew up in the base, basically base primarily a baseball family. And um, you know, like my dad was a Yankees fan. I became a Mets fan of course because you have to you know do something different but uh you know I so but you know you could I, I lived in free I grew up in Freeport so it was like 15 minutes away from the, the Coliseum so like you just like you couldn't like not get to like a game a year and you know uh, you know I remember like I think my first game I went to was uh 97 it was like the Devils and I think they were wearing the wave jersey the ne- that night um so like you know I think what would really got me hooked was like um, of all nights, it was absolutely it was a uh, fight night, and that was when I just like kind of just started because it was just like it was the first time I can really remember. I mean, I, I even remember like the playoffs. Like I remember watching Sean Beats and all that, but like it was like the first time I could remember of all nights that like, and especially after a couple of years that like the Islanders made like Sports Center, and like like after watching the game, it was like like is this like a normal thing? Like does this happen? Like did the Islanders exist? Is this professional sports? And like I had to like go on and like do the thing where you like watch like the same episode of Sports Center like three hour three times in a row, which is like a thing you used to do back in the days before you had smartphones. So oh, yeah. uh, so I did that, and I just like couldn't like at that point I was like immediately and nice nice enough that it was kind of around the time that like the team started getting you know started to really. Uh, hit the upswing and, and they, they, you know, signed the guy who used to wear 91 and, you know, it's just like, I, I think from there, like things really took off. Um, and obviously, you know, now like moving to Brooklyn, uh, basically around the same time the team did. Uh, and it suddenly, it was like, I was again within 15 minutes of the, of uh, where the Islanders play. So just like, and now I'm in, you know, Queens, which is sort of, uh, you know, kind of a stone, you know, a, a little bit more of a, a, a distance from uh, UBS, but like kind of always just like ma- gravitationally shifting towards where the team is, um, you know, that's kind of just been like uh, at this. I think it's sort of subconscious at this point. Um, but on, yeah, I think fight night is definitely really sticks out for me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that was that that was really what got me into it. And like, not to say that that's like the type of hockey I really like prescribed to, but uh, it certainly uh, was one that just like put like the island and like the idea of like that before the Barry Trot said the island and got that whole like thing as a concept built. It was like when I was like, oh wow, this like these these jerks fight for me. Like wow, that's cool. And I just want to comment about you know the whole being 15 minutes away from the Barclays and, you know, those positive memories you have, like that, that, that was part of what got you really hooked on the Islanders is when you were there. And 
you know, Islander fans like to kind of be gatekeepers and like, especially with the fishermen and now with the reverse retro coming back, like everyone just wants to say like, you can't like that. Like that was a bad time for the Islander fan. Like, but then there's on the other side of the spectrum, like people my, like myself, which, which like that was the Islanders jersey that I remember when I became a fan. So like there were happy memories for me with that jersey. And like same for like Barclays. A lot of people say like, oh, that was a dark time for the Islanders. But then there's people like you, Will, where actually, no, those were actually really happy times and positive memories for me. Like I, I and I think eventually the same conversation is going to happen about the black Brooklyn jersey. Like, people are going to be like, no, you can't like that jersey. But Will over here is going to be like, no, actually, like, that was a really important part of my fandom. I have, like, a, I am a, I scour eBay for, like, uh, Brooklyn Islanders related stuff and, like, have, like, this extensive collection of, like, stuff that, like, never really sees the light of day. But I know, like, if I just wait, like, another, like, four years. <laughs> and like I will, I can like wear that stuff comfortably to UBS, and like people will like give me a little bit less of a of a weird look uh, side eye about it. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. And they, dude, they had like this incredible record at Barclays. Like they, they killed did. it there. They were nine and one against the Rangers. Like, and not only that, and like yeah, there were some obstructive views, but like for the most part, like you could get in and you could sit in on a Tuesday for like less than ten bucks, and uh, it, and like you were getting like it was good hockey and like that's something like incredible i mean obviously like i don't know what it would cost now with inflation but man like you could like uh you know compared to like um like you know the garden which is just like exorbitant prices and just like you could get in through there and just really enjoy yourself and like there are people that like you know became hockey fans because they got to see like you know an nhl team in their backyard and like you know obviously it wasn't forever but like it was like for those people that it you know, it meant something for that time. And it certainly meant something for me at that time. I don't have to be gushy about it, but yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess Coop, uh, what, what was your upbringing as, as an Islander fan and, and what got you hooked on the team? So I'll preface this right now. It's going to be similar to what Will and Kristen said. Um, but if I go too long, just tell me I've, I've been talking for too long. Um, but same thing, like I did not have a choice when I was younger, um, because my grandfather was original as an original season ticket holder back in 72 when the team came in and got the tickets. And basically from there, we were season ticket holders, my family up until like, I think 2010, 2011. But my claim to fame is that when I was born, and I'm 37 years old now, so this was way back, um, my birth was announced on the Islanders telecast a couple nights later after I was born. Um, and I have the video proof. Uh, and it was against the Detroit Red, Red Wings. So We're going to need to post that. Yeah. I, I just I, need I, to know why. <laughs> like, why what? Like, why, I, why was it announced? Like... So back in the day, this is how my dad tells the story. I I won't give the really long-winded version of this, but the TV broadcast booth wasn't up in the press box. It was actually right above the section where our seats used to be. So he would always see Jiggs McDonald and Eddie Westfall. And at the time, you could smoke in the Coliseum. So after I was born, of course, he's at an Islander game two days later, but he brings a couple cigars and he walks over to them, gives them cigars like, hey, just let you know I'm a new dad. 
and you know you know just wants to you know say thank you love you guys and jigs mcdonald's like oh what's his name you know and starts writing down notes so then my dad figures like oh he may actually record this and this is back in the mid 80s no one really has a vcr my dad runs to a payphone, calls my grandfather uh and says record the game the game tonight find a vhs vhs tape record it and it happened yeah smart man not calling your your mom because she would probably (laughs) punch him in the face when he got home (laughs) oh yeah still not clear if he actually if she knew he was going to the game that night so um so that so that that's the first thing that my I have so many memories, but some of the ones that stand out in my mind, I'll do just one from like years ago that was just completely like, just amazed me where I was, it was at the Coliseum, the Islanders were playing the Leafs. It wasn't a playoff game, but it was still like, we we're coming out of that time and we were not sure what was going to happen with the team and moving. But I went with a friend and you start to like hear rumblings through the crowd and you notice, Oh, Kevin Conley's at the game. And so he's actually in our section. Uh, if anyone remembers the section 103, uh, first row in that section, we were like seven or eight rows back. Uh, but of course, like it's the Maple Leafs. They're always giving us a hard time. They're, you know, their fans are all over the place at that, at that game, but it's a good game. And the Islanders actually pushed it to overtime, but there's this one Leafs fan that was given everyone grief the entire game that was a few rows in front of Kevin Conley and he was just cursing and spewing and all, all this stuff but at one point he had enough so the guy sit, is sitting in the seat he's wearing a backwards hat Kevin Conley ran down hit his hat off of his head ran back to his seat stood there and waited to look at him, like put his like hands on his, sh- on his hand. The guy was like fuming. was like, turned around. He's going to like go to fight someone, but saw who it was. And he sees Kevin Conley going like this. And like all these Islander fans behind him, just like, and basically was like, try something, try it. I want to see what happens. Don't think he was really looking to pick a fight because he, but it was, and I said something to him on the way out, like after the game, the Islanders won in overtime. And I said to him, man, like, I saw what you did. And he was like, I'm not going to let that Canadian come into our house and do that. I cleaned up the language a little bit there. <laughs> I'm going to say bold, bold move. Ken. You know, he, he's not known as the biggest guy on Entourage. And uh, who knows if that guy just would have popped him <laughs> real quick. Like, luckily yeah there were other islander fans around that kind of maybe <laughs> steered yeah. him away from doing that but yeah that could have been a um, totally different story like yeah this one time it was an islander game i watched kevin conley get his ass beat <laughs> <laughs> exactly um i have two more quick things also like on Kristen's point i i just actually brought my nephew to his first islander game and he had a ball like he got a puck he got a t-shirt he met sparky had such a great time um, but my most, most recent memory that really made my day is, so I actually got married over the summer oh, and congrats. thank you. Thank you. And, uh, my wife has adopted the Islanders as well. And she completely surprised me at our wedding and actually had Sparky show up. Sweet. And 
I have pictures I've showed Kristen will saw everything live. Like there's, there's very embarrassing pictures of myself that I have to explain <laughs> for the rest of my life of just the pure joy that came. It's, I had no idea it was going to happen. Um, there's many more obviously, but, and, but those are the ones that come to mind. Man, my wife dropped the ball. Sparky was not at my wedding. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there's, Actually, there's, always, I, there's always a renewal of vows. Yeah, and I want Niles. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Make that happen. Jeez, Jeez, oh, yeah. His wife of the, of the lifetime. <laughs> cool. So... I, I love these stories and like, you know, some of those games, I, you know, I vividly remember fight night. Like it, it's, it's cool. Like it's not always the team, like winning some crazy big overtime winner or anything like that. It could be kind of like an irrelevant game that really just sticks with you. And I love that. So I, I, I know that you recently just had your first meetup of the year. Um, you know, since offside is still, having some finishing touches you guys have been hitting it's called sidebar right side door oh side door okay yeah. so yeah. i guess tell us about kind of your your temporary location or kind of you know how you guys stumbled upon side door and kind of how they've been treating you as islander fans in new york city um so we when offside closed we had to find an alternative venue at first, so we found this bar called the Press Box. Um, unfortunately, they also were um, closure due to the pandemic. After that, they treated us so nicely. And um, then we actually, a member of ours sent us a message and said, you know, I live near this bar, he lives next door, um, shout out to John. And he said, I think it would be a really great spot for a meetup. So last season, we had our first one there. And um, they were really nice, put it on the television. They were promoting it on their Instagram account and everything like that for us. Um, and the staff there was so nice the last time too and accommodating to us and everything like that. Um, I think they also have another location, I think around 30th Street. Um, we're thinking about having a meetup there too. Um, we'll see, but. Cool. And. You know, you guys have your own set of challenges with kind of picking dates to have your meetups because a lot of you guys have packages or, or even are season ticket holders. So, like, typically you guys can only have your meetups when the team's on the road. And especially, like, you don't, you don't want to pick, you know, a game where you know a lot of Islander fans have ex, you know are excited about it and it's at UBS because – they're just going to go to UPS. So like your meetup would have uh, a hard time drawing people. So you, you do kind of have to also consider that when you're planning your meetups. Yeah, we definitely do. And we kind of too, cause there's three of us and we, we, we all kind of want to be there together, but um, we know that like that can't always happen. With us. But um, so we've kind of been, we had like a meeting and kind of like went through different dates or different games that we want. We have some ideas. One of mine is to have a meetup with like another NYC group um, for another team too i thought that would be cool we tried to get it done last year i don't want to shout out the team because we're going to try again to do it this year 
later and a little bit later in the season but or also we want to do a collaboration with westchester and queens um meetup groups and stuff like that so cool i you know it, it makes me wonder because i i know in new york city a lot of bars will have like college f- football teams that they're associated with or or nfl teams are associated with do you see a lot of other bars that have like you know the san jose sharks or our chicago blackhawks bars or do you do you know of any other places like that for fans that are from other places that now live in new york city um i know that there's a red wings bar by penn station um i know the uh, habs fans they have a couple of places that they check out i know downtown too i think it's called the canuck they just strictly play hockey games. The, Can- so. the Canucks good. They're actually like, yeah. they're strictly Canadian. So they'll do hockey yeah. games, but they'll also do like uh, Blue Jays and Raptors games too. Uh, and they, you know, do like, you know, everything you could like kind of uh, typical Canadian, like moose on that moose head on the wall, uh, uh, serves poutine, things of that nature. Um, yeah. A couple of those places, there was a, there was a, uh, Bay Area specific bar. I know they closed during the pandemic too, but that was a great spot. I forget the name of it, but they had that was where you can go see Sharks games. Um, and there's, I think there's a there's a um, Chicago specific uh, bar. And I'm also blanking on that one. I haven't been there yet, um, but uh, you know, there's. I, think I the mean, bl- the Blues too. Yeah, the Blues actually. Believe it or not, yeah. I think Overlook technically actually is a St. Louis. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there was one that was close to the old offside too because I went to oh, watch there's two. Yeah. their cup win at offside and there was like a spillover too from it was packed with like blues fans from the blues bar. I don't know if it's still open though, but okay, okay, yeah, I, I'm because like I said, I'm oblivious to the city, I, I didn't know of any of those places, <laughs> so that's cool that it does exist and it's, it's... not just you know. yeah it's new New york city i mean there's there's if you look hard enough you'll there's there's some stuff there's there's places that'll cater and you know people find a way for sure so before i let you guys go um i i know you said you had your executive meeting and you circled some dates but what what are some things you guys got cooking Are, are you gonna do like a big offside debut when they're back and running or what can we expect from the New York city group this year? I know Kristen, you got some, some, uh, some ideas cooking. We already kind of spilled the beans on some of it with some, uh, some collapse with some other groups, but, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let, I'll, I'll hand it off to Chris. I'm going to pass the mic to Kristen. I know she's, Um, we absolutely were, we're so excited for offside to open and, um, we can't wait to have our first meetup there too. Um, and stuff like that. Um, like, Will, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. I mean, uh, offside, I'll I'll say this is like, you know, that's obviously just like the big date and I can't, there's no form date because it's, it's, you know, we could, we could sit and we can look at the away schedule and, and figure out like a weekend that works best, but you know, like that place is going to open when it opens and it's like a lot of moving parts. Cause it's, you know, opening a bar in the city is really tough between all the licenses and all the zoning and all the inspections you have to get done. And I know, uh, you know, really shout out to Nick and Tommy who are, are, you know, the two, uh, you know, big 
project managers on that on that and trying to get it up and running. Um, but I know, you know, we've, you know, I think we want to do a big kind of like uh, group meetup of groups uh, there and try to collab on something there. Um, I know it's going to be really special when it does open. Uh, I, you know, Nick's got a whole bunch of like really crazy ideas that like, you know, I, he's going to have to, you're going to have to hear from him how he wants it. Cause he's the big, you know, he's, he's definitely the mastermind behind some of this stuff. Oh, yeah, and like, there baby. Are, yeah. And, and man, there are, there are some like little Easter eggs that are going to be in this place that like are going to like excite you, whether you're an Islanders fan or you're just like, like a nice place to go to hang out in the city. Like it's going to be a real good time. I'll tell you that much. Sweet. Love it. Super excited to, to see that date and, and, and circle that date because I'm sure it will be historic. And, you know, it is nice that the Islanders have a bar in Manhattan, like for the longest time that didn't exist. So to have one that's specifically our home, it's special. And, you know, shout outs to the bars all around the country and all around the world that also do that in places that aren't New York. So it, it is cool that, you know, Islander fans can get together with other Islander fans no matter where you're living, which is sweet. Yep. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging and, you know, love the New York City group, love everything you guys are doing. Love to hear that you're thinking about collaborating with some of the other meetup groups. And, you know, you guys really are the direct, I guess, contact with the Islanders because you guys go to games all the time and you're kind of the, the faces that they're seeing. And I appreciate that. And, you know, when I get to that game in December, hopefully I run into a few of you and, you know, we can. Which game is that? I think it's the 23rd is the one that I'm considering going to it's uh i think that's a that's 90s night that's gonna be a fisherman night no way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you got schedule know. for that yeah you gotta wow. let us yeah you gotta let us know if that's the game you're gonna be at because uh we'll mark I, it down yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i truthfully think that that's the one that i'm going to and i had no idea that it's 90s night so like i'm definitely going now i might <laughs> yeah, just yeah. dress up as niles just be a five. I did that once. Yeah. Not like a seven foot version. That's cool, awesome. guys. Well, thanks again, and let's go Islanders. Peace. Thanks. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you.